Welcome to Stock Talk, the new Stockhouse podcast series that brings you behind the scenes insights into trending topics from capital markets, influencers, and entrepreneurs, broadcasting from the heart of the financial district in beautiful downtown Vancouver. I'm Dave Jackson, editorial writer here at Stockhouse Media. This podcast is part of our Metals and Mining Sector interview series. And our mission going forward is to help listeners and investors understand more about investment opportunities in the public marketplace. One of the world's least known metals also happens to be of immense importance and is likely to become even more so as renewable energies catch up with and eventually eclipse fossil fuels. If you don't know much about vanadium, you're not alone. About six months ago, a Canadian mineral exploration company published a preliminary economic assessment outlining annual production of approximately 5 million tons of high-grade, low-impurity iron concentrate, grading roughly 65% iron along with 0.6% vanadium pentaoxide per tonne of concentrate from its Montsorcier Iron and Vanadium projects located in the historic mining jurisdiction near Shibugamu, Quebec. Vanadium One Iron Corp. started its 2020 drill program at Montsorcier, targeting to expand the current resource base and deliver a new mineral resource estimate by Q1 2021. This drill program aims to increase the current resources to a minimum of between 900 million to 1.1 billion tons of grades of between 24 to 34% magnetite. Additionally, these results are intended to enhance the value presented in the original PEA. Vanadium 1 trades on the TSXV under the symbol V-O-N-E. Today, we're glad to be joined by company president and CEO Cliff Hale-Sanders to update our investor audience on all things Vanadium 1. Thank you for joining us today, Cliff. Thanks for having me today, Dave. Our pleasure. Now, to start off with Cliff, can you tell us a bit about the history of the company and you know, your role since you became part of it. On the history front, let's just step back a bit in the sense there has been a few incarnations of the story, but real, the current Vanadium One Iron story kicked off in 2016 when the previous management team was able to get the package of claim groups for the Mount Sorcier project near Shibugamu, Quebec, as you pointed out. This project had been worked extensively back in the 60s and 70s by Campbell Mines, having outlined a resource at that time and had completed a a full feasibility study. So the group prior to my coming on in April, uh, of October of 2019 really went back, looked at the historical work, re-verified the data, and came up with the first initial maiden a resource in 43101 compliance in late 2018, early 2019. And that set about the, the building blocks for completing a full PEA of the project in the early part of 2020 of this year. On the history side again, we currently have 630 million tons uh, in the resource category at Montsorcier. So as I said, that was the building block of this PEA that came out in, in April of 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, those numbers were extremely impressive. The project had an after-tax 8% uh, net present value of $1.7 billion and an IRR of over 41%. And what we view as re- very reasonable long-term metal prices. Capital costs for the project were sub-460 million Canadian, which while large is still a very modest capital uh, capital project for the iron ore business. So these numbers are very compelling to move the project forward and things continue to look positive. As a backdrop to that, obviously the iron ore market continues to be extremely firm despite all the noise and uh, 
that we've had this year from COVID and the shutdowns and what have you, which really bodes well for the outlook going forward. That demand continues to be robust for the iron ore business going forward. So we're very excited to be moving the project forward to the next level. Now, Cliff, can you also update us on the latest drill program at Montsorcier? And, you know, tell us a bit about those results from September, please. On the latest program that we've started up for Montsorcier, we, we've commenced the 2020 drilling program, which is roughly 3,500 meters, uh, which we're currently drilling. And the drilling will probably wrap up in the next uh, call it week or so uh, as we then work getting the assays and Davis tube work uh, back over the next month, month and a half. Drill results to date have been very encouraging. Uh, we continue to hit the magnetite ore body in the zones where we expect them to be. So we expect to be very successful in trying to delineate our expanded resource of between 900 to 1.1 billion tons. And some people might ask, why are we work, working on building the resource? We already have 633 million tons and a mine life embedded in the PEA of 37 years. Clearly, there's going to be room for future expansion. And part of the strategy of Vanadium One going forward is to entice strategic partners. And obviously, the bigger the project, the bigger the potential, the bigger the opportunity uh, that we all see going forward. So that's a big part of the program that we're drilling off here is really to continue to add value to an already robust story. For our investor audience that might not be that familiar with the metal vanadium, you know, what are its uses and benefits, especially in high-tech applications and the new green economy? Perfect. That's, that's a great question. One of the key uses of vanadium today is really is as an alloying agent into steel. It's a strengthening agent into, into steel and rebar and things of that nature. That is where the bulk of the material is used today. And the bulk of vanadium is produced out of China. About 52% of the world's vanadium is produced out of China from mines just like ours. And again, uh, that is being driven more from the, the basic steel applications at this point in time. That said, going forward, there is a big push on what is called vanadium redox batteries. And these are large-scale industrial batteries for energy storage. And they would be used for things like solar power, tidal power, wind power, to absorb and store the energy that is produced that can't be directly sold into the grid at a particular time, or it's more advantageous to hold it in storage until prices are better in, into the market. So these are not going to be new high-tech batteries for your car. These are going to be industrial large-scale batteries for the industrial market and large-scale storage opportunities uh, going forward. So that, that will be a new and emerging source of demand. At the same time, we have a very robust baseload of demand that we're seeing coming out of China, India, the rest of the world as we look to reinvigorate uh, infrastructure rebuilds going forward. So the outlook for demand for both iron ore and as a subset of vanadium, it looks very good just as is basic use within the steel market. And then you add on the opportunity coming from uh, vanadium uh, batteries. Clearly, there's just a, a strong pro growth profile going forward. Okay, what are some of the key advantages and challenges to mining in north central Quebec? There are several advantages and, and challenges, as you would expect in, in, in anywhere when you're looking to bring a new mine on. But let's look at some of the advantages of Quebec, particular to Vanadium One and the Shibugamu area. First of all, we are in what is called Plan Nord, where the Quebec government is being sub very supportive of pretty much all industries that continue to look to invest in the northern part of Quebec which again is gonna be very supportive when we're looking for formal permits and other requirements from the government to move the project forward. But very specifically to Vanadium One, there's currently 370 kilometers of railway from Shibugamu 
to the port at Saguenay in southern Quebec, which is a year-round, 365-day-a-year port facility, that is already built. Those two facilities have significant excess capacity, which we would be able to leverage off uh, going forward. Now, in many cases, you'll hear about iron ore uh, deposits and, and projects that are very much infrastructure constrained. So they have to build the railway, they have to build the port, uh, and this can add hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars to the capital requirement. Also being in Quebec, we have access to low-cost hydropower, which again, given energy consumption is a key part of the processing technology that is used in magnetic separation to separate the iron ore material. This is, again, is going to be a great saver of the OPEX going forward. Some of the challenges uh, really focus in on, on the weather. Uh, obviously, it's going to be cold. It's going to have a lot of snow. We, we do have to uh, manage uh, our relationship with the various uh, socioeconomic groups in the area. I would point out to date, they've all been extremely supportive uh, going forward. Uh, we obviously will continue to work and negotiate with the, the various groups who would have an interest in the area. But to date, we're, we're very comfortable going forward. So I, I think Quebec is one of the key leading areas in the world if you're looking to build a new mining opportunity. Obviously, you have to dot your I's and cross your T's and, and make sure you do it right. Uh, but they're very supportive generically going forward. And we think that's going to be a, a key driving factor to bring this project to fruition. Cliff, iron ore is still the primary mineral commodity that drives economies. The price of iron remains strong, hitting a one-year high of $128 per ton in mid-September. How has the company positioned itself to ride this wave? Uh, in a couple of ways. I, I guess a couple of things I'll just point out just for your, your listeners here. Iron ore, despite not being getting as much airtime as uh, gold, has actually performed better than gold year-to-date. So again, just really underscoring the strong uh, fundamentals to the iron ore business as demand remains firm uh, and demand for iron ore remains very robust going forward. I would also point out, uh, since your price dynamic here, prices for the product that Vanadium One will be selling, which is the high-grade, premium, 65% grade or better iron ore product, actually hit a high price of $138 per ton. Uh, Later in September, it's come back a little bit now, still trading at about $130 per ton. Again, this is extremely robust and is probably a good 35 to 40% higher than the number we use within our PEA. So again, we think our PEA numbers and the value presented there very much are conservative in light of where the market is heading right now, and especially for the outlook going forward. Now, how are we positioned to ride the curve? I think the, it's the quality of the project uh, more than anything else, which will continue to garner attention as we get the story out there and get a little bit more market recognition. Unfortunately for us as a company, you know, the PA results came out in a time of great uncertainty in the global market with COVID coming to the table and the shutdowns and, and the retrenchment in activity at the junior end of the mining, mining market. I think that has started to clear up and we're very well positioned now to continue to grow this resource base and really can really highlight the world-class nature of the Montsorcier project. A critical or strategic metal is defined as, quote, one whose lack of availability during a national emergency would affect the economic and defensive capabilities of that country. Cliff, today, 77% of vanadium raw material supply comes from China, Russia, and South Africa. Can Canada become a world-class supplier of this critical metal? And if so, how? Thanks for the question. I think just stepping back there, one point you've indicated this is a strategic metal. The U.S. government in 2018 did stipulate that vanadium was now viewed as a strategic metal. 
yeah. within the North American context, there is uh, no material supply. There is some modest uh, supply from uh, uranium producers and what have you. Most of the vanadium in North America is produced from reprocessing slag material that is imported or just recycling of uh, previously consumed steel. Right. Going forward, the desire to have a Canadian or North American supplier of vanadium, I think, would be very attractive, especially in the current geopolitical context of uh, the U.S. and Europe and other parts of the world, wanting to have less dependence on China for, for supply. As I noted before, China represents 52% of the world's vanadium supply. But what makes Montsorcier and obviously Canada as a subset of that so readily positioned to supply that is our mine and the technology and the processes that we plan to use, which is your basic magnetic separation for direct feed into a blast furnace, uh, makes our, the exact same process that is being used to produce the bulk of the world's vanadium today. So I think that's a very easy way for us to become a significant supplier to Canada and obviously the, the global market uh, as a whole uh, without having to sit here and rely on a brand new technology to bring that process forward. The actual processing of the iron ore material through the blast furnace is relatively straightforward. The vanadium is extracted from the slag material at the top of the blast furnace and then is reprocessed through, again, standard technologies uh, to extract the vanadium from that from the slag material. So again, we're quite comfortable that with the technology being employed here, the risk level is quite low. It really is just moving the project as fast as we can so that we're actually delivering metal. Cliff, value and opportunity, these are industry catchphrases that really get the attention of small cap metals and mining investors. What can you tell them that makes your business model so intriguing and attractive? I think simply put, the value is clearly evident in the most source project. The PA numbers underscore that. Even if you excluded vanadium, uh, because a lot of people, as you mentioned, do not understand that metal, this project would still be worth well in excess of a billion dollars. So it's, it's very, very attractive. The vanadium just makes the opportunity that much more attractive than yet another iron ore story. And we have numerous iron ore projects around the world. Some of them are good. Some of them are, are mediocre. But what they don't have is the extra sweetener of that second revenue line, which is the vanadium, which really pushes the economics to, to the next level. And so I think that is what really makes this an intriguing opportunity uh, for investors to look at. You're getting great exposure to the long-term iron ore business. You're getting good exposure to, to the vanadium sector and obviously the new and, and potential demand curve that will be coming from the vanadium going forward. The value opportunities, unfortunately, as I pointed out before, the, our timing for when the PEA was completed was unfortunate for us. And I think now fortunate for investors who are circling back and having a look. Uh, the, the price levels are still extremely attractive to get into the story. We're well-funded to deliver our next round of drilling. And I think as we continue to move forward, I think we'll continue to see that opportunity be uh, daylighted through various strategic initiatives that we have underway. And as we pointed out in all our presentation material, a key focus for Vanadium One is to attract a strategic partner as we move forward to, again, help accelerate this project. Uh, and deliver on the value that we see inherited in the, in the project for all shareholders. Well, lastly, Cliff, if there's anything else that I've overlooked and you'd like to add, please feel free to elaborate. I think I'll just circle back and really underscore the value that we see in uh, Monsorce and thus Vanadium One as a, as a company. You know, we did complete the PEA with a $1.7 billion uh, MPV, so very, very robust. We think the numbers behind that are very, very defensible. Uh, especially when you look at some of the iron ore projects within Canada and look at our numbers, I think you'll find them uh, very attractive. 
we think the embedded price level, price deck that we've used in the PEA is very, very defendable and conservative in light of the current market. If anything else, it just underscores the value potential here. So I think this is a unique time to get involved in this story as we're undertaking the drill program, looking for that strategic partner, which I think will be a game changer to the story as we continue to unlock the value that is inherent in Maltsorche. And I, just to, in summary, I don't think there could be a better place to be building a an iron ore mine or pretty much any mine these days than Quebec. It's, it is by far one of the best jurisdictions in terms of streamlining of your permitting and acceptance of the project going forward uh, overall that allows you to build and unlock that value. Well, thanks again for joining us, Cliff. Be well and stay safe. Great. Thank you very much, Dave. We have indeed been speaking with Cliff Hale Sanders. He is the president and CEO of Vanadium One Iron Corp. I'd like once again to thank Cliff for joining us and sharing this informative and insightful news about Vanadium One with our Stockhouse podcast listeners and investors. And don't forget, all of our podcasts are also available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. I'm Dave Jackson for Stockhouse Media and the Stock Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. Just a reminder to follow us on social media at Stockhouse for the latest updates on all your favorite public companies in North America. For more in-depth coverage, industry news, and to connect with our active investor community, you can visit our website at stockhouse.com. Also, don't forget to visit our new and improved Stockhouse deal room on site for unique and exclusive private placement opportunities only available on stockhouse.com.